0: If you want it, you can have it, but you gotta learn to reach out there and grab it.
1: Hello, and welcome to We Are Weezer episode 54. Jamie. Today I am joined by special guest Adam Gimble. Adam is the lead singer of the band Geezer, and they're not exactly a tribute band, but are one of the most well known Weezer cover bands around. Hello, Adam.
0: Hello, Rachel.
1: Before we get going, um, let me tell you a little bit about the show. We Are Weezer is a podcast about Weezer. I'm your host, Rachel, and we have two kinds of episodes. A song review episode where we give you all the details. We review the song using our special rating system. We scour the internet and find fun facts on all of your favorite Weezer songs. Uh, So that's today and Uh, perfect situations where i'll do a guest interview we'll have weezer news we'll tell weezer stories or i'll give you the history behind a famous Weezer mark which is a weezer landmark and yes i made that up we'll do album release parties etc well let's jump in and talk to adam so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself
0: well, let's see. I'm sitting here in Woodland Hills, not too far from We Are Weezer uh, Central and yes. uh, just moved back to the San Fernando Valley for the first time in 25 years. Uh, I moved just before Weezer was giving birth to the Blue Album and moved uh, back down to San Diego where I'm from oh, wow. and uh, have been down there working and making music for, gosh, 20, 25 years and recently came back Uh which is great. I'm um, loving.
1: Well, welcome being back.
0: LA. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Love the, the beautiful traffic. San
1: Fernando Valley. Yes, Where in San Diego.
0: Uh, all over uh, South Park is where I, I lived for uh, the last four years, which is a really cool neighborhood, kind of near downtown. Not related to the cartoon.
1: <laughs> My best friend went to college there, so I was there for weekends. Uh, a Uh long time ago. Uh,
0: My girlfriend went to, went to college there too, before, long before we knew each other.
1: (laughs) And it's, um, it's a really nice town,
0: but it's it's far.
1: Yeah. Nice (laughs) weather, a little bit cooler, but Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: A little bit more laid back. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, I'm down there a lot. My family's still there and we do shows down there. So it is, uh, A place I will probably go back to someday, but I thought I'd have a little uh, L.A. adventure for a while.
1: Cool. Well, and speaking of your show down there, uh, you guys have one coming up, right?
0: Right. First show of the new year at this point is going to be down in San Diego um, at a really cool place called uh, The Music Box with a band called Metalachi, who are incredible. Um, They do metalized mariachi songs or vice versa. And that's on February 15th. Uh, but we have a bunch of LA area shows that are sort of in the works and uh, hopefully we'll we'll be able to announce them semi-soon.
1: Yeah. Or hopefully by next episode.
0: <laughs> right.
1: I'm for sure. These, I will do, be there.
0: Awesome. We'll we'll, well, we'll try and play in Santa Clarita sometime soon. We were just discussing.
1: <laughs> yes. I'll call the owner. We'll get you in. No, I don't know. I, I don't know. Really <laughs> so uh, long time Weezer fan.
0: Yeah, for sure. Wow. I, I, it was fun to, to kind of search my memory banks to remember all of my, my past weezerdom. I was living in the Bay Area after college. So after I after I graduated um, college here in Northridge, I moved to the Bay Area. And uh, I used to listen to the local alternative station up there, Live 105. And when the sweater song came out, I heard it and thought, eh, it's okay. And it didn't like knock knock me, you know knock my socks off or whatever um and then i had a couple friends who were on a cross-country trip and they came and visited us and they said have you heard this album you're gonna love it and they knew the kind of music i liked and they were absolutely right like every single song uh just was so fun and so catchy it was sort of like exactly what i needed to hear i was really into kind of power pop bands around that time. Like my three favorite bands are considered like by power pop dorks, like the Holy Trinity from the nineties, jellyfish, red cross and the posies. And, but I would sort of looking for something that was a little bit weirder or quirkier or whatever. And this was just, it was just perfect. So, um, that was 90, I'm in 94, 95. And I remember going down to San Diego and seeing them at SOMA, which was kind of the bigger all-ages venue down there. And they came out to the Magnum PI theme and they were incredible. Uh,
1: they just, did?
0: Yeah. It was <laughs> one of the best best intro musics I've ever seen for anyone ever. It was totally So this totally is before dark. they
1: were like super duper big.
0: It was probably a, about a thousand people. I was reading like when it happened, and I, I thought it was 94, but it was actually April, I think of 95, they toured a, almost two years for a Blue Album. They just kept going and going and Rivers got his leg surgery. They just kept on touring. It was just crazy. But uh, shortly after that, I, well, I, on that trip, when I went to see Weezer, I met my girlfriend, moved to, uh, or flew back to the Bay area and ended up moving to LA for that summer in 95. And uh, funny enough, I was working for uh, a management company and they handled Counting Crows. And uh, one day the singer came in and said, oh my gosh, I just got the new video for the guy from Weezer's new band. And he put in uh, Friends of P, put in the the, the rentals video that no one had seen. And I just stood there with my mouth just open like this is incredible it was so so good and i remember our the two guys that ran the company were like saying this was awful and we were both like (laughs) oh it's incredible it was so good um so that was that summer and the very end of that summer they they said you're not a very good uh I was like a front office person for this management company, like a secretary. And they said, you're not very good. And I said, yeah, I know. <laughs> so, so, You're um, like, I
1: this isn't my dream job.
0: Trust me. Right. I mean, it, to have worked there, maybe. I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I always thought I would be in the music business and tried to when I was in college and kind of just gave up. And so, but some friends of mine dragged me down to work for their management company. It was super fun. They were great people. Um, and they handled like OMD and the B-52s and I got to like hang out with. Really, really, really cool folks all the time, but it was like three months worth. But at the end of that summer, they came back at the very, very end of Blue Album touring and did a show at Universal Amphitheater with That Dog and Teenage Fan Club, which was like
1: Amazing. another two of
0: my favorite bands of all time. So to see all three of them was just great. And then I think I left like the next day or something and moved back down to San Diego and stayed there ever since. And two months later... The Rentals played their very first show in San Diego and I, at the Casbah. I was there for that. Um, cool. There's a, vid- there's a video of it on YouTube. I can't believe there's actually a video from that show. But that was when Maya Rudolph was in the band, and um, they were scared. Like, they barely moved. They they were, like, so nervous. And then I saw them three months later, and they were jumping all over the place like crazy people and <laughs> went out on tour with blood and just, like, they're so, so good. So yeah, I was I was I was pretty pretty into it, but for some reason I didn't see them on Pinkerton. I can't remember why. Um I think they just didn't come to San Diego. I think they toured with no doubt maybe yeah. uh, around that time and they just didn't come to San Diego for some reason. And then um a couple of years later, they were doing um, some secret shows, like goat punishment shows. Yes, and I got to go to one of those at the same place the Casbah, where the, where the Rentals played.
1: Wow, how was that? Was in,
0: oh, amazing! It was so good. I, I didn't. It was. It sold out in a, two seconds. Of course, a friend of mine called me and said, "Hey," they gave me the insider info, and uh, I said, oh, "I'll, I'll buy him later today," and which was stupid. That it sold out, and I was telling somebody at the club, "Oh, I really want to go," and he told somebody else at the club and I got a phone call from an adore guy that I didn't know had my number and said, Hey, I heard you were looking to get in. I'll get you in. So that was great. Wow. So yeah, pre, I guess it was right before green album, I think. Was I when think that so. happened. And I was supposed, there was another one that they actually canceled. And I think that was a year or two before where, uh, they used to do these pop show pop like festivals in LA where there'd be six or seven days of all these, uh, bands that love, Beatles and Beach Boys and stuff like that. And sometimes there'd be cooler bands too, but it's mostly old white guys playing, sounding like the Beatles or trying to sound like the Beatles. Yes. But they were going to do a secret show of Oasis covers at the Troubadour as part of it. But as long as, yeah, as long as nobody, as long as nobody leaked it, they would do it and it leaked out. So I heard about it and I was ready to go, but they did do it in um, Santa Barbara, Um, like maybe an, sometime right around then they played a whole uh, a whole set of oasis covers in why Santa have I never
1: heard this before
0: it's somewhere on the uh, the of Weeze I can't remember where I saw it but yeah that's, that's awesome it, that's like yeah. a new
1: piece of news that I've never heard in my entire life yeah
0: they 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 did a whole show of, of oasis and then they were also doing I think maybe they did it once or twice where they did a whole set of Nirvana and some of that is on on YouTube you can hear some of those. Nirvana covers, which sound awesome.
1: Were they um, them or did they dress up for the goat punishment?
0: Ne- I think they were just them, but they, I think they called it goat punishment. I think, I think that's kind of like a long tradition with them to, to use that name. Yeah. But, um. I've
1: always wanted to, I guess I should just Google it and see if I can see one online, but I I want to
0: know. There's a, there's a, maybe a whiskey show. They did one where it was like very publicized and they filmed it. And they have a huge like GP, like the W sign behind them. They had a huge GP, which they should really give us the G, and we can use it for, for geezer shows. I have to ask them <laughs> if they have. If they have that in storage.
1: <laughs> uh, hey, Carl, can you get get on top of that, please?
0: Yeah, just a, just a lender, you know, just a, <laughs> for a weekend show or something. You'll uh, have to do that.
1: You'll have to like recreate that for your right? upcoming shows. That's cool. Have it come down slowly. Oh
0: my gosh. I would love that. I have a lot of uh, our, ideas. <laughs> we have a lot of ideas for that. Too. Our, our drummer actually made one that was like maybe two feet tall for our very first show and it broke after two shows, but it was great that it was even up there, like the G with the wings. I always That's wanted to cool. make one out of tennis balls because we always have, we always have walkers. And so people, <laughs> if we don't have um, like the right amount of tennis balls, people like notice and say, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> um, so I always thought it'd be funny to like make a huge G with the, with the wings out of tennis balls. But yeah. It's on the I list. think that, it's on that the
1: yeah, the list. so many <laughs> so many ideas. Um, so you went to see Goat Punishment, and then what else?
0: That was 2001. I saw them a couple more times just after that. Maybe they played with, they did a tour with Tenacious D and Jimmy Eat World, that we went to. The whole band went to my whole band, and um, and then they played with Get Up Kids, uh, right around that time too, I think. And then uh, my band, Rookie Card. Was always kind of compared to Weezer a little bit. They would we were kind of countryish too, so people would say we sounded like a mix of Wilco and Weezer. And uh, we had we had said we wanted to um, to to learn the whole Blue album someday. We had talked about it for years, and we finally got around to it. And uh, we had got some other friends to play whole albums that night too. And we were all excited to do it. And I got a call from the owner of the club saying, "Well, it's it turns out." The show was on Super Bowl Sunday, which we didn't know. Uh, When we first booked it years, not years ago, but well, actually it was the year before because it was in January. Uh, So because, so it didn't, he said, oh, it didn't sell well, so we're canceling it. And so we didn't show up. Well, it turns out it wasn't the owner of the club. It was our grandpas who had basically, uh, they're musicians too, our grandpas, which a lot of people say, That Geezer is us dressed as old men, but it is, it's hard to say. But I think it's our grandpas, not us. But most people think it's us dressed as old men. But I'm telling you, my grandpas called this club, canceled the show, and then they played the show themselves. And the next thing we know, everyone's talking about Geezer. And they've been doing it for 15 years. And now I basically kind of help out my grandpas and manage them. You're their manager.
1: I get it. Um, I'm their,
0: yeah, kind of a Svengali because they don't really understand social media. That's why I'm doing this podcast (laughs) because they're not very savvy. They don't understand. I mean, they don't know any songs written after 1940 to be honest. So we had, <laughs> we had to kind of like tell them about Weezer and they thought, ha ha ha, we'll get them. And sure enough, they got us. We didn't show up that night and Geezer showed up and everyone loved them. And the next <laughs> thing you know, uh, rookie card's not doing that much. And Geezer has been playing for 10 or 15 years now or something like that.
1: And has it always been the same members of Geezer?
0: Uh, no, it, w- when it was, uh, that first show, it was the four grandfathers of the four people that were in Rookie Card at the time. And, uh, they did that night and they did one other show and then they didn't play for three years. And, um, right around that time, three years later, Weezer did a tour. I don't remember the name of the tour, but they were doing a hootenanny every night where they were having their fans, um, get up and play on stage with them. And, um, my grandpa called, the radio station that was helping find people and said, this is a travesty, this is ageist. you're not gonna let us old people in there. And the guy from the radio station said, actually, we need a band to play uh, Ireland in the Sun and Beverly Hills 20 times tonight so people can audition to be on stage with Weezer and play whatever they wanna play, a trombone or uh, whatever silly instruments they wanna bring down, would you guys do it? Uh, So my grandpa said, okay, but, the bass player had, he is a professor at a local college, so he couldn't do it, so another guy filled in, and it went well. The radio station said that geezer could play on stage as well, so there's video and pictures of geezer on stage with um with them and that's the video amazing of, it's it was pretty great for them, not for me because you know I couldn't do it, but my grandpa is a <laughs> rock star um so, their video for I'm Your Daddy, is that the name of the song?
1: It, well, that's the name of a song, yes.
0: Yeah, he, uh, they, it's the, the video album, for that I is believe. sort of like the, anything after Maldroid, I'm probably not gonna know because I'm as, almost as old as my grandpa. <laughs> but um, so, uh, they're in the video. For like a brief second, they showed these all these highlights um, from their year that year, and they showed a bunch of their fans playing with them on stage. And there is Zach Senior, our bassist, and uh, his nurse Marissa are in that video. For like, if you don't, if you blink, you might miss it, but they're in there.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah. So they they were mainly doing Weezer songs for a while. But they're old and they get bored easily, so they started doing a lot of Beastie Boys and rapping, and now they just do a little bit of everything. But they always play Weezer songs at their shows, and you know they they sound a lot like Weezer when they when they want to. So if you if you like Weezer, you'll love Geezer. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I'm supposed you to can, say. You can
1: you can catch them in a couple weeks in San Diego if you live there. Yeah,
0: gosh, that's coming up already. Yeah. It's really yeah uh, you you can all, you can go to the website which is get off of um and keep up with them and it'll be a lot of fun who are you is geezer first
1: or are they like the headliners of the show yeah
0: they're headliners they they tour all over the country and are hilarious we've done a bunch of shows with them they've they've been really really sweet to us but uh yeah that place is incredible it's a really cool club too it's Bells and whistles. So it's nice <laughs> to play there.
1: What made you decide that you wanted to talk about Jamie today?
0: Um, it's just as long as I've I've known that song, it's been my favorite Weezer song. It's just sort of perfect and chugging and sweet, but like has the pop culture references that at the time I thought was like so cool when bands mentioned other bands and things like that. And it still holds up. Like I love that song so yeah. much it was great it was great to kind of get into uh reading about it like we're going to talk about all these all these facts and I'm such a music nerd so like doing all this this research was was great I do a music page called you're doing great uh if anyone wants to check that out uh,
1: what do you um, what do you talk about on there
0: whatever I want because I, I didn't want to be that guy on Facebook that posts about music all day long so I started a music page and six years later there's I don't know 1,000 people around the world that that Check it like out. It, yeah, that follow it, and it's really fun. So I just got if I if I'm ge- geeking out on something, I share it on there. I have a WordPress. If I want to like write something a little bit longer, like I did a long essay about the famous picture of Johnny Cash flipping the bird that no one had ever really gotten into. Um, lots of Beatles, but lots of like '90s stuff, like Weezer and things like that. So yeah, looking at all the all the the finer points of this, and you and I were. Kind of uh both both finding things that were really interesting about about this song. But yeah. Uh... I
1: learned something new for sure. So what other bands besides BC Boys are you guys into or are you into?
0: Gosh, uh I mean not so much new stuff anymore, although um there's tons of San Diego bands um that I love and I love Tame and Paula and some newer stuff. But back in the day, like when when I was really into Weezer, I was into all like a lot of the side bands. We mentioned that dog, you know, Super Sport 2000. A good friend of mine was dating the bass player of um, of Karis Flowers, who became Maroon Five. If if you're a Weezer, early Weezer fan, I highly recommend that album. These these kids were like 17 years old and made the most amazing Weezer-esque album ever, and not many people know about it. And then they went away two years and came back and now they're like one of the biggest bands in the world, which is crazy. But, uh, gosh, the, all those nineties bands I could go on and I know. on and
1: on. Yeah. I <laughs> went sounds to like see you were in there too. Oh yeah. I was a Weezer nerd and that meant that I needed to know everything, like mm-hmm. everything about everything. I was in the fan club. I knew all the side bands, all the other like connections, I've seen the rentals. I think I saw the rentals with Blur. I thought uh, I saw Weezer with
0: Blur. No, you saw the rentals with Blur, which is why I was. Me and my friends always joke about it. that's how you pronounce Blur. You don't say, blah. A, yeah, you say, you have say to Blur. Yeah, because that's they how they do. say it, right? <laughs> um, and that was one of those like, oh, it was on a weeknight at the Wiltern or the L Ray, uh, which is probably the show you went to. And I was in San Diego, and me and my girlfriend at the time were dying to go and we couldn't go and later a friend of ours from the local radio station anyone x said oh we did a party bus why didn't you tell me like why didn't you tell me we would have died (laughs) to have gone to that oh my god I
1: know I haven't seen the rent I don't think I've seen the rentals recently I need to look into like their if they're touring or whatever I know they just put out a new album
0: yeah they have something new coming out the last one the the Alphaville album was incredible like I don't know the I don't know if I've liked an album more in the last 10 years. It's mm. so so good and they played in San Diego. I think with Ozma maybe and some of the Ozma guys maybe are in that in the rentals now. But um they were incredible. They were super fun and uh their encore was Ghostbusters and Matt came out in a Ghostbusters outfit. So <laughs> there was that. <laughs> oh Matt. <laughs> right?
1: What other podcasts have you been on? Because I know you told me you, you've been on a couple of
0: podcasts. Wow. It's been so long. There was a local San Diego music podcast, which was Listen Local, and that was years ago. Um, but I haven't really tried too hard to get on podcasts. I was not that savvy and, you know, always the last of my friends to get a smartphone, always the last of my friends to get this and that. So, and even after I'd had a smartphone for a few years, I still hadn't tried to listen to podcasts. And now that I live in LA and I'm stuck in traffic, I'm all about it. So in listening to all these podcasts, I thought, oh, I wonder if there's a Weezer podcast. And sure enough, there you were. So, you know, I've listened to a few episodes and totally dug it and thought, "Ah, I'll reach out and see if she'll have me and or the grandpa on.
1: (laughs) Well, I am glad that you did, and I'm excited to see you guys in person for our next show and to talk about Jamie. Yeah. Is there anything <laughs> else you want to share before we jump into song discussion?
0: Can't think of anything else. I mean, I could talk all day <laughs> about music, but let's let's talk Jamie.
1: Okay, we will be right back. Going to discuss Jamie, Uh, or should I say Jamie? So it's off the album. (laughs) Well, today we're going to be giving you the stats for the single. Uh, So it's off of the Buddy Holly single and it's track number four. But if you bought the UK retail cassette, then it would be track number two. And (laughs) if you have been to, which I hope you own this one, Uh, have the Weezer Deluxe Edition of the Blue Album. It's track number four, which I do, and I love it. It was released in 1994, and the demo was recorded in March of 1993, with a master being recorded in April of 93. For all of you stoners out there, it is four (laughs) minutes and 20 seconds long. The label is Geffen. It's officially released. It was live debuted April 29th, 1992 by Weezer at Club Dump in Los Angeles.
0: Is that the night of the LA riots? Oh God, I don't know. Oh, I'm going to have to look that up. I can't, I'm ashamed to say I know that because Sublime is not one of my favorite bands. Yeah. That's the night of the riots. Crazy. That's the only reason I would know that. That's funny. Yeah, my grandpas do a version of that Sublime song and make it all about the American Revolution instead of the LA riots. That, so. Oh my gosh! <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you live in San Diego, white guys doing reggae is unfortunately part of of uh, your surroundings. Ma- many so.
1: things. <laughs>
0: that's that's the extent of my Sublime knowledge.
1: Uh, big we, Sublime we, fan we've, here. We've only,
0: Oh, is it? Are they?
1: Uh, I am. I. I don't know. Uh, okay. I, well, I'm a '90s. <laughs> I'm a, a teenager of the '90s, so it was like nonstop Sublime and No Doubt and Weezer. Nice uh, in my in my We've, disc man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. We've only played with about twelve different Sublime tribute bands. So. <laughs> only twelve. <12? laughs> I I know my stuff a little. Uh, I think there's a thirteenth that we haven't managed to get yet. We'll We'll work on that soon.
1: I don't think I've ever seen a sublime tribute band
0: so many so many. In fact, they won a San Diego Music Award for Best Cover Band one year. And um, my grandpas didn't get the memo and walked up on stage before the sublime band could get there and took their <laughs> award and started thanking people. There's a video, there's a video of that somewhere on YouTube. It's really, really an embarrassing moment for me.
1: I'll have to find that and see. <laughs> That's funny. What were they called?
0: 40 Ounces of Freedom, oh, okay. if I'm not mistaken. I feel like I've I think heard they of toured them. nationally. They tour all over the country. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I've heard of that. Good for them. Nice cover guys. Band. We ended up playing with them. They were super nice.
1: I've only seen... Well, the only other... I've seen um, Weezerton twice. And I've seen... Are they
0: the Arizona ones? Yes. Okay.
1: Really nice guys. And I've seen yeah. No Duh
0: mm-hmm. once. <laughs> played with them, yeah.
1: And that is the extent of my cover band...
0: Tribute. E- tribute. History.
1: Yes. But... Um, I'm into with,
0: it. We've played with all of them. It's it's so fun to see to see them do that. It's not. It's I don't think we could ever do it. And I've done a lot of things where we'll dress up as a band for like for like the night, like one offs where we'll do like the specials. Or God, what else have we done? We did it in an Oasis parody for years. So <laughs> we always try and put a little twist on it. It's it's more fun for us if we're gonna do it. But you know these these some of these people that do the dress up copycat kind of thing. They're super nice. They have a really fun sense of humor about themselves and we love it. And if they're really serious and, and take themselves really seriously, we love that too, because that's funny to us. So you, we never know what we're, what we're getting, our, getting into when we play with, with a, with a tribute band, but some of them are really, really sweet. And most of them are really, really good at what they do. Cause that's all they do. Yeah. You know?
1: Especially when you get somebody who like, that's what they do for a living. Like they have to be profesh and. Not take themselves too seriously at the same time. Yeah,
0: it's crazy. You know, there are people I know that that are in cover bands that that tour the world, and I can't imagine you know like doing it two hundred nights a, a year. Not but even Weezer that's does the, that. That's
1: the goal for you guys, right?
0: It would be great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, but I we just want to have fun, and we 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 kind of if we don't have fun, that we don't want to do it, and so we've never. N- we never have bad shows. Even if no one comes, it's still fine. Cause that's when we get even sillier. So we, we've had shows where there's only, you know, 10 people there, our friends, and we just do stuff to amuse them. And they <laughs> say, Oh, it's the, it's the funniest I've ever seen you guys, you know, which is well, I guess
1: if there's less people, there's less pressure and you can just like go to town because like, who cares?
0: Yeah. I mean, there's part of that, but it's the kind of like, it's easier to, to to do something in front of a thousand people than just one person because you, you feel their eyes. It's kind of that you can get a little nervous sometimes, but we like it both. We've, we've done shows in front of, you know, a few thousand people. We've done shows to just a couple people. That happens. We've all been there. Every musician has had those shows. I'm excited. And by we, to, I mean, uh... I mean, my grandpa's not me. Cause that's not me dressed as an old man. Definitely not. <laughs> Obviously.
1: Me. Of course not. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why don't you tell the folks, uh, the personnel for this song?
0: Well, let's see here. We've uh, It was written by Mr. Rivers Cuomo, without any help, apparently. Produced by Dale Johnson. We didn't really get into this quite just yet, but he was, I guess, a friend of theirs. So Rivers played lead guitar and lead vocal, uh, which I was. Well, the next part is the part that I was surprised at. It's my favorite Weezer song. I've listened to it a million times. And I never thought about the fact that Jason Cropper is on it. So it's one of the few, maybe, only released Weezer song where he plays. So he plays rhythm guitar and does backing vocals on it. Matt Sharp, bass guitar only apparently, and Patrick Wilson on percussion. My sister's former neighbor. Hi Jessica. She lived next door to him or four to, four doors down from him for a few years and didn't know until he just moved apparently in <laughs> in Carlsbad, Shut California. Up. Yeah, like and she. I don't know, she just ran into him on a walk one day after I, I I mentioned that that he lived in her neighborhood and turns out he lived a few doors down.
1: Did she say hi?
0: Yeah, she did and told him like, you know, that, that I was her brother and he knows who we are for sure. And it was cute. He's supposed to be really, really nice. So yeah. a couple of times I've talked to him, he's he was really nice. That's so cool. Yeah, so random.
1: All right, so now they're are best friends, and then you like you're best he friends moved. with him now.
0: Well, I think they both moved actually. He um, he moved, and then um, she moved just a couple of miles away across the freeway. But I, I think he I think he still lives in in that neck of the woods, northern San Diego.
1: Very nice. That's a nice That's uh, a nice choice, Pat.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, so the last uh, personal person is Dale Johnson Engineering. So,
1: which makes sense. If he also yeah. was producing
0: it, I'm so curious about what was the, uh, what what kind of studio they did it in, or if it was just something they had at this, the school. Because basically he was, it was a um, he was a student at Loyola Marymount, which is uh, part of LA just south of um, the airport, uh, and he was taking a class in music recording and sound engineering, and Weezer was his project,
1: which is which, crazy.
0: Uh, it's crazy, and and I don't know if we you want to stick in order here, but. I guess he only got a B plus on it, which is so great. It sounds it sounds incredible. It's such a great recording.
1: I, I checked his bio online and he's got an awesome uh profile picture. And his only credits are Jamie, uh by Weezer. So I'm I'm wondering if like one, he one went on done. to Yeah. <laughs> like he went to college, he did a project with Weezer and called it a day or where right. are you today Dale? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie actually appears on a lot of different there's, so it's on DGC rarities, um, which is
0: incredible. Yes. Like that's where I heard it, but it basically like had all my favorite bands or a lot of my favorite bands <sighs> yeah. at the time. Um, Geffen just had such a stranglehold on the cool indie bands. Um, and it's my my favorite Weezer song and my favorite Posey song. That was my other kind of big big band around that time. But I love Sloan. I love the Sundays. Who else is on that? All of them: Nirvana, Teenage Fanclub, That a Dog. Lot. Yeah, it's 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 a great great comp.
1: It is a great CD. Go check it out. Uh, it's mm-hmm. from nineteen ninety four, which is crazy. Just to think about like how long I've probably been listening to that album I know. <laughs> and the Blue I Album. It in I guess ninety four for sure. <laughs>
0: It's so funny because I, I was listening to your last episode and he said that he was born in 1995. And, I, and I, at the time, you know, when these kind of things mattered, I felt like, oh, I was a little bit late to Weezer because... I heard Sweater Song, didn't think it was great. And a few months later, I finally got into Blue. Like it was so long after, but it wasn't long <laughs> at all. But there are like all all these fans that weren't even born. I know. All this stuff is happening, which is great. It's great for them that they can still, ha- you know, get all these fans into them. It's
1: yeah. Awesome. Like have that impact with all the choices out there these days and still, like, I mean, it holds up, obviously. Yeah. For, for the sure. kids and yeah. you know kids can still be 16 and be obsessed with the blue album today
0: mm-hmm. is yeah really cool yeah doesn't I sound know. doesn't sound that dated that's for sure and this little you know recording done for a music class doesn't sound dated at all either no. it sounds just as good as their million i don't know million dollar but however much money they spent with Rick Ocasek recording the blue album which is probably you know,
1: millions maybe Maybe. maybe
0: i mean maybe in maybe in recording and promotion because that's what you did back then you put a ton of money into getting it out there and now it's just who knows what happens but um yeah, yeah they, this guy did a great job making it sound like uh, a million bucks and and did it all live they didn't like piece it together Apparently, like, you know, like you do all records now. Right. They, he, he set them all up and miked them all up and said, go, and I'm just going to press record.
1: And it sounds great. Yeah.
0: It's pretty awesome.
1: So it's on, so it's on the Buddy Holly single and there's a cassette out there somewhere. And it's also on the Ain't So vinyl and CD and obviously the Blue Album Deluxe Edition uh, on the second disc that was released in 2004. Which, I don't know, seems like a long time ago, too. Um, (laughs) And so Jamie was written by Rivers in 1993, which we already said as a sincere reaction to the help that they were getting from her. Basically, from what I remember from the Jason Cropper interview, which you should go check out if you're listening right now that he said, well, they found out that they were getting like signed legit and they were, you know, what do we do? Well, you need a lawyer to help you. And somehow they got, they found Jamie and she helped him out a lot and they really liked her. So that's how this all happened.
0: They liked her enough that Matt and Rivers both wrote songs about her. So maybe they're yeah, Vi- vying for affection, possibly.
1: Yeah, That's I don't you know. Do. I don't. You write I don't a girl it. song.
0: <laughs> it's true.
1: <laughs> I would just fall over dead if anybody ever wrote me a song. No one's ever done that, actually.
0: <laughs> I'll tell my thing. grandpa.
1: <laughs> Thank you. They'll work I, on that. I did uh, my. I did almost die when uh, I got a dedication from Jason Cropper on a song. So
0: nice. I died.
1: That's on. You can hear that on the, the end of one of the interviews uh, with him, and when he sent the file over, I was like, "Cool, thanks." And then put it on the show. So I didn't hear it, or I didn't know what it was going to sound like until I was proofing the show, and I heard it, like heard it at the end, and I was like, "Oh my god, Jason Cropper, seven name." <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, well, I can't imagine having a whole song about me, which is really cool.
0: Rachel. Yeah, we I I think my grandpas could definitely hook you up with that. So I'll I'll put in a good word.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: Yep. I'll At die. the least if you if you go to one of their shows. Don't die, but you know <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that you can get a dedication. They're pretty easy. <laughs>
1: uh why don't you read the blue albums, Deluxe Edition liner notes?
0: Let's see. This here. is a, a
1: have... quote from I guess from dale yeah we
0: pretty much said this that the band band subsequently had a fortunate run in with yeah dale johnson was this was the student you
1: said it in your Um, own words which is even better i
0: did i summarized (sighs)
1: sorry um
0: rachel rachel highlighted it for me uh in weezer blue which is so key
1: (laughs) this standard here at uh we are weezer to do everything weezery as weezery as possible I guess that, you know, when they when they were going to be put on the DGC Rarities album, Rivers wasn't sure that their song was going to like live up to all the other people on the album. And their one of their A&R men, Todd Sullivan, uh, said, no, it's amazing. People need to hear this. They're going to love it. It's going to be great.
0: Yep. Boom. Yeah. I wonder if they'd already started recording Blue. Eh, probably not, actually. But, yeah, it sounds great. It's it's definitely one to crank up.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's a good... Maybe, like, no, it must be simultaneously. I don't know if they were recording Blue. But they were definitely probably writing it. And I don't remember when they went into the studio with Rick. Hmm. But it was until 94, right? So if this was in 93...
0: No, nah, it was probably 93 because I, I think the Blue album came out... God, it's too bad that we don't have something called the internet where we could look this stuff up. <laughs> um, I should know this because we d- – uh, I'm sorry, not me. Uh, Geezer played on the exact 25th anniversary of the Blue Album. But um, no, nah, I mean if Jason was playing with them, then it was definitely before. Yeah, I don't think they would that's have, true. Because he, he got let go during the recording session. So.
1: That makes sense. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. And you can hear that whole story, which was shrouded in mystery or, you know, it's like, I never knew what happened. And there was all this like weirdness where you feel like, like it was bad. And Mm -hmm. Jason kind of, you know, tells the story and I got to, you know, talking to him and, and yeah, it seems like it was bad, but not unwarranted and that it was just kind of weird how it went down, Mm. but not necessarily bad. And I know there's no hard feelings between him and anyone now. So that's cool.
0: Yeah. It's cool to see them playing together on occasion. It's fun.
1: Yeah. And we talked about this earlier, but Matt Sharp has also written a song for Jamie which Rivers actually helped him record called Mrs. Young. And that later turned into Please Let That Be You, which is on the first Rentals album.
0: Yeah, I guess they wrote it around the first time. Uh, I
1: did not know that. Did you know that?
0: Yeah, um, but I forgot because I'm old. Uh, but that was also <laughs> one of the songs that uh, when when Rivers and Matt played a couple of songs together a couple of few years ago, however long that got, it's probably been like 10 years now. That was one of the songs they played.
1: Oh, really? Yeah,
0: Matt was doing a solo show and Rivers came out. It's the only time they've played together since, what, Pinkerton days? and Was it out here? uh, Yeah, it was like at some college. I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube. They do Say It Ain't So and Mrs. Young. Oh, cool. Yeah.
1: Is Mrs. Young different than Please Let That Be You?
0: It's, yeah. I think the verses are all different and then maybe the chorus is the same, if I remember right. Great song, though. I mean, well, I don't know the Weezer. I've only heard the Weezer one version a couple times, Um, but uh, the rental song looks great.
1: Yeah, I'll have to figure. We'll have to. I'll have to listen to that. So where is Jamie today? She actually, she's a partner with a a law firm, Mm -hmm. and I'm just going to read her bio from her, that website, Jamie Young has been practicing for over 30 years, starting out in business and legal affairs at Sony Music and continuing in private practice as a partner at a prominent Los Angeles entertainment law firm before landing at Hertz, Lichtenstein, and Young in 2013. And because of her experience inside a major recording company, Jamie brings a unique skill set to the representation of talent and record labels. Specializing in media and entertainment law with a focus on music, she represents a broad spectrum of talent and genres ranging from globally recognized superstars to notable independent and developing artists. Very fancy. She's a Mm -hmm. graduate of the New York University Law School and is admitted to practice in New York and California.
0: Nice. We both found that last night. I wish I'd found it sooner because I dropped her an email just to see if she wanted to, you know, call in and, and give us the scoop. Say something. So, I hi, would, Jamie, that if you're would, listening. She'd
1: be a cool guest to ask her, like, her side of, of the whole story and yeah, sure. how she feels about all these songs being written about her.
0: You'll have to sign a, a non-disclosure agreement uh, to never actually broadcast the podcast, but... <laughs>
1: Or some kind of legal something. Yes. (laughs) And you can check her website out. You just Google her uh, or it's, it'll be in the show notes down below.
0: So let's, you have got the liner notes from DGC rarities here too, where Rivers said there's something wrong with this song, but we can't figure out what it is. It is sweet though. And playing it makes us feel a weird sort of nostalgia for a time in our lives that actually sucked. <laughs> this recording was done live to two track at and Marymount for this guy Dale's junior recording project. He only got a B plus, but it still sounds cool. It does still sound cool.
1: Yeah. Very nice reverse. Um, I always like to go check out setlist.fm to see, you know, how popular something is or who else has covered this. And it's been played 194 times by four different artists, which I was really surprised because I was like, who else is going to be playing Jamie? I, I don't know, but I'm not surprised. Um, it was most, it was first played in concert at Clap Dump. And then recently,
0: have you heard was, of that, by the way? Yes. Where was Club Dump? I've never heard of it.
1: That is the that is the Viper Room.
0: Oh, it,
1: Club Dump changed to the Viper Room later. Nice. So fun Hollywood fact interesting, for you. Interesting. I was gonna say Coconut Teaser, but that's a different right. So it was it was recently played uh, by Rivers, and he played a, a solo acoustic show at August Hall in San Francisco. So those lucky people got to hear it. Um, and the other bands that covered it are Dashboard Confessional. They've done it four times. I wonder if she was there later, too, and that's why. That might make more sense.
0: What's that? Uh,
1: Dashboard Confessional covered it four times.
0: They did it on a, on a tribute album. So, yeah, I, I know, oh. I know that they had done it. We actually did a show at Anaheim House of Blues once, and they were playing. Um, so a lot of Dashboard Confessional fans walked by us to go, to go see them.
1: So you got some news
0: uh, who or knows? did you talk
1: to them about it? No, anything? no,
0: no. It was like, it was a like, it was a whole different part of the, um, you know, they had like a little open area restaurant where we would play pretty regularly for a while, but they were, they were in the main hall, which we played too. But that night we were just like, oh, dashboard confessional on the other side of that wall. Ah. But, um, yeah. Playing Jamie maybe. I don't maybe. know. Maybe. Um, uh one of four times. I don't know. <laughs>
1: And have you ever heard of the band Supervisor? No,
0: I have not. I saw that. I don't know who that is. They've covered
1: it one time. I have no idea.
0: Me neither. I mean, I saw them. Um, I, I was looking around a little bit just to see if there was a set list for the shows that I saw. And it, it looks like a lot of the time on, on the Blue Album Tour, they would open with it. Um, and oh, I, interesting. And there a, there's a great barely watchable video of them playing the Glastonbury festival in England and they open with it and it's taken from so far away and it's just sounds like horrible, but just the idea of like them playing, coming out and playing Jamie to God knows how many tens of thousands of, of people. It's pretty, pretty great.
1: Yeah. Considering it wasn't on any album.
0: Yeah. It's just a great opener. I think, I think their fans were at the time, I was one. It was pre-internet, but we all just knew that song. DGC yeah. rarities was such a big thing. Like, we all knew it. So, yeah, I'm guessing I saw them open with it once or twice.
1: So cool. Fun to um, play,
0: for sure. Really yeah, fun to play. Yeah, they should,
1: open, they should op- try opening with it now. Yeah. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't know the last it's time. It's so, they so did weird it to think that they're
1: going to be, like, uh, sandwiched between Fallout Boy and Green Day. Like, that's so weird to me. Green know. Day,
0: I could totally see. I don't know about Fall Out Boy, but I'm sure. I'm sure there's plenty of Fall Out Boy fans that that love Weezer. Maybe not quite as many the other way, but I'm sure. I'm sure right. it'll go well. I'm sure that thing is selling like like hotcakes.
1: Yeah. Well, it's gonna be fun. Are you gonna go?
0: I haven't seen them in a long time. I mean, it's it's weird when you when you hear their songs as my, as often as I've heard them. Uh, actually, what am I saying? You probably listen to Weezer way more than I do, even with me playing them. But uh. Yeah. I haven't seen them in a long time. If, 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 if the the stars aligned, uh, maybe, I'm not sure. I haven't really like tried to see them that much. Uh,
1: well, I, I've seen Green Day play, um, like K-Rock Acoustic Christmas. So I've only seen like a short set. I've never seen Green Day play like their, like as a headliner. Mm -hmm. So I think that'll be fun for me. But I wish that Weezer—I mean, I'm sure Weezer will have a longer set than Fallout Boy. Don't really care about Fallout Fallout Boy, mm. um, but I've never been to a concert at Dodger Stadium, yeah. so I'm actually really excited to do that, too. It's kind of fun to go like, to
0: a big, big show. I know a lot of people, when they get to be our age, are like, oh, I hate festivals, I hate big shows, but sometimes the big— big rock show, like full on pyro or whatever they're going to do. Yeah. It's super fun. Just to see, just to see a band play for that many people that are into it is, it's always fun for me. So I kind of want to go.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it was you too. I think I went to go see you too at, um, Pasadena. I don't know if it's the Rose Bowl. It was somewhere like they big, the Rose like Bowl a, a few years ago, a big place. And it was really cool. Like oh, yeah. it was like, Everybody got a thing to wear and just very fancy, like a. Uh, so they
0: weren't naked, is what you're telling me. No. Okay. Everyone had a thing to wear.
1: <laughs> no. I'm not they sure I understood out that part. Like a <laughs> special bracelet that like lit up or something oh, for cool. everybody to put on, and then at a certain time you had to like raise your hand and it would make a picture. It was oh, like a whoa, whole thing. Oh,
0: Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, don't, you don't get that at Club Dump. Nope. Not so much. No, I hope that that'd be fun. cool if
1: Weezer did that. Like made, I don't know, some they made a thing for everyone to, to pass get out and for light each up. act or whatever. Yeah,
0: they do like it. they like they like doing that kind of shtick, which is great. That they after all these years, it's like, well, what can we do? And they do fun stuff now.
1: Yeah, it's about it's about time or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then I did see that April last year. Rivers ran into Jamie um, at the AJR Brothers dressing room. And she's their lawyer too. And it was good to see her after all these years. And then he linked to um, the DGC rarities version of Jamie. So that's cool. Nice. But she's not tagged in the thing. So maybe
0: she's not on the Jamie's not on the Twitter. (laughs) Lawyers can be a little probably weird for a lawyer. Yeah. She won't be on your podcast, but lot. but her her representative, her press representative will be.
1: I wonder if lawyers do, do you think she has a press representative? I doubt
0: it. <laughs> She's behind the scenes. That's why she does what she does probably.
1: Yeah. That's well, a good job too. Final thoughts on the song?
0: I don't know. I just, I, I watching these, these, a uh, couple of videos that I found of them playing it live way back in the day 95 opening with it. Just, Oh my God. It's still as good as ever. It's funny that we both found that. Um, I guess the original lyrics that he came up with, which you have right below here, are so weird in parts. Um, yes. For sure. Uh, there's a part about you've dispersed a thousand Jews, so I give myself to you, which I'm Jewish. So that was a little, a little strange at best. Um,
1: yeah, it doesn't make sense. Like, it doesn't even make
0: sense no not so well i mean it probably it's probably an inside joke with the two of them that's that's what i'm sure a lot of this there's all these references to negotiating and litigation and things like that so i've done stuff like that where it's like oh i'll write a song all about this one thing and then you go well maybe i should tone it down a little bit and make it a little more more universal i think i think what he he came up with was great it's so funny to read these lyrics now like there's a, your, there's, a, there's a line about there's uh, there's a line about and the, well not the the early one but the later one he mentions is your car, um, who's on your car phone and this is 94 <sighs> you know and like people didn't have car phones people didn't have cell phones back then i remember going to get um, a car phone installed in my boss's car right around that time i was interning for a film producer and thinking it was like the most space age thing in the world, you know, and it's so funny to read it this, this, this much later. It was so novel, so novel back then.
1: Yeah. My final thoughts. So I like how, okay, this song starts off with your classic guitar, like, or or what's that called? Feedback.
0: Feedback. Mm
1: -hmm. And um, so that's like very Mm Weezer-y and I like the classic Weezer sound of the song. I also... I think it's really catchy. I like the ooh. Mm-hmm. Even though Weezerpedia doesn't have Matt on backing vocals, I bet he is doing some kind of backing vocals. It's possible. Cuz I think he did for everything or Jason too probably. And it sounds good produced and live like acoustic or whatever.
0: Oh, the acoustic version's great. Yeah he changes the the melody oh my god yeah it's good stuff
1: i could just like listen to his angel voice all day (laughs) oh you Um, like weezer yeah i do (laughs) occasionally Uh huh. i know it's a surprise um (laughs) and uh to to just write a song about your lawyer that's how much she had an impact on them i think that's nice and cool it's really sweet um and it holds up we were talking about this earlier it holds up Today, like, it's an enjoyable song for you know even to like bring it out of the the vault today and listen to it. It's not like dated or annoying, which I can't. I guess I can't really think of a Weezer song that it that I would put in that category. It's off dated. The top of my head,
0: nothing yeah. from like the first probably few records because it's just straightforward guitar rock. There's like nothing. If anything, there's like little new wavy keyboards on some stuff, which is fun. But I don't even think of it. I, I never thought of them as like an 80s sounding band. But it seems like as years have gone on, they've like, oh, we're going to make more modern sounding stuff, you know, which is fine. You got to you gotta change a little bit.
1: Classically produced. Yeah. And then Matt with, went the other direction. With the, yeah.
0: that I mean, that Rentals record is amazing. But yeah, definitely more like more based in in 80s synth gary newman stuff is
1: it uh super moogie the new rentals
0: the one that they did a couple years ago it's it's some moog but or moog but um really like lush 80s keyboards more than like the the really like stabby kind of like less of that but just like epic. Such a great record. I haven't heard the the new new one, but it was it returned to I can't first forget the name of it. Return to Alphaville. It's really, really good.
1: Yeah, I want to hear that one. All right. So we we'll, I'll I'll go first with the ratings. Okay. Uh, I gave it a laserized rivers, a lightning strap, a pat jamming on the drums, and a blazer Brian for a total of 10.
0: All right. And I gave it what, the exact same thing? Yes. A laser eye rivers, a lightning strap, a Pat jamming on the drums because Pat's so perfect. Like the way he he plays songs like that is just so, so great. I love watching him play songs like that. Uh, and then it's catchy. So that means that equals a blazer Brian. So that's why I, <laughs> it's a very catchy song.
1: For yeah. a total of 10. So we are Weezer gives Jamie a 10, which is a solid Rating, especially because our highest is 13 for unknown reasons. And so 10s are pretty good.
0: Do we know what's got the highest score so far?
1: So far, it's definitely been Say It Ain't So. Mm -hmm. And Only in Dreams has gotten that. I believe that Can't Start Partying also got a 13 randomly.
0: A 13, really? Yeah. Whoa.
1: It's because after researching the song... Diving into it and listening to it in a, in a new way, other than a annoyed way, like, (laughs) like all the things we learned about it, it just made me appreciate it more. And it's fun. Like it's just way. makes you want to dance. And, you know, I highly recommend, uh, geezer Adding that to the repertoire.
0: Okay. We don't get, Uh, I was was saying we don't get, we don't ever get people asking us to add new songs, but I'm listening. You
1: should. Uh, I meant to ask you that (laughs) later, earlier. Um, As far as Weezer albums go, like, do you like anything new? Do you play anything past... Make believe no how, the, how guys... the,
0: the newest ones we play are like if you're wondering if I want you to, I think it's the newest one that we play. We didn't we weren't trying to be a Weezer cover band really. I mean we like we kind of started out that way. And then we thought, well, what should what are we gonna do now? We can't just play these songs and be a tribute band. So we start doing a little bit of everything. So as time goes on, we play less and less Weezer songs, which means unless a song is a huge hit. Um, we're probably not going to play it, which, funny enough, the the only hit that they've had since we've been playing really is Africa. So we do play it sometimes, and of course we completely destroy it. and And I won't I won't give it away. You just got to come see us. But um, yeah, we we learned we actually learned some. Um, and I think my, you're going to talk to my grandpas about this next episode. But they did a show where uh, Weezer asked them to play. A song for a Kia advertisement. And they asked them to learn three or four, maybe four or five. I can't remember how many songs. Uh, and it was right when Everything Will Be All Right in the End came out. So they thought that it was gonna be back to the shack and some others, but they didn't ask them to do it back in the shack. It was like three or four from that record. And I was I loved those songs. I loved the the songs that, that they'd assigned them. Cleopatra. But it was really it was really good. So I don't I don't really keep up. But I mean, the ideas that we have for the band are, are rarely oh, we should we should get this other weezer song in. like i think we're we're not going to add any more weezer songs because the list of songs that we want we've always wanted to do is over like 150 songs and none of them are weezer songs like we're all we're always coming up with silly fun ideas to put in the set but it's like we've got enough weezer we can play two hours of weezer that's plenty you know but we have played the blue album and pinkerton on the anniversary sometimes that's fun but it's not it's not like really our our focus anymore, but I don't think we disappoint Weezer fans. They're usually pretty, pretty happy.
1: I think that, uh, can't stop partying would be a really fun geezer performance to do though. Just thinking about it. I don't know. You could get, you could get a little bit super silly with that. You could have a little Wayne come out. (laughs) It could be a whole thing.
0: I'm listening. (laughs) We'll we'll do some research on it.
1: (laughs) I'll be a little way. No, um,
0: <laughs> be a little weird. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and hilarious at the same time. Fun, uh, kind of like Rivers doing TLC songs.
0: Right. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was the best thing on that album.
1: So, so you don't keep up. So, have you heard the Black album and no. stuff? Okay. No, it's kind of just a... stick to what you love.
0: Yeah, I mean, I. I'll hear like the first single or two and nothing is like super grabbed me in a while, except for that, that stuff off of, um, everything would be all right. I really like, what those. about
1: the white album? Did you listen to that guy?
0: Just the, what was the first single? Was it, um,
1: Oh, um, thank God for girls.
0: Right. Like I saw the video for that. And that's, that's usually about as, as far as I go. My tastes have just sort of le- leaned, leaned away. I still love playing a lot of those old, old songs or my grandpa does if it's, if it's not me dressed as an old man, but, um, you can talk to him about that next week, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because I'm such a fan of fandom. And I love, the, I love that you do this podcast. And it totally was making me think of like one of my favorite Weezer memories ever. I was at a, um, the Bumper Shoot Festival in Seattle. And I was there to see all these random bands. Weezer wasn't playing. But there was a group of kids teenagers probably sitting at a table outside. There's all these open areas and stuff for kids to do and food courts and stuff. And these kids were just sitting there at a table and they, they had a little sign and it said, um, if you like Weezer talk to us or something to that effect, inquire within or whatever. And I walk over, I'm like, Hey, I like Weezer. And they look up and they're like, Oh, what's your favorite song? And I'm like, (laughs) are you at a music festival? And just asking random strangers about Weezer. And they're like, yeah. I was like, oh my God, I love this. I love this so much. It was like my favorite, one of my favorite things that's ever happened at the show ever. (laughs) And so of course I'm like, I love Jamie. They're like, wow, you really know your stuff. And like, they actually went to the high school where um, some of those Pinkerton acoustic songs were taped. Like they want a chance to have them come to their high school and it's Uh just them playing acoustic. And the, the kids are just like screaming through the whole thing. It's one of my f- like favorite recordings. And I knew about it and they couldn't believe I'd heard about it because I'd traded it as a bootleg because I was a super nerd for it like they were, you know? like Yeah. I love that stuff. So cool.
1: Well, and I bet to have Weezer come to your school too, like oh you just gosh. fall in love, right? Yeah, you're like, totally. That's so awesome that, uh-huh. that, that any band would do that. Uh-huh. You have to love them now.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure. That's funny. That yeah, was cute.
1: <laughs> I'm going to do that. I'm going to like go to random Concert and just set up a shop. Yep, and be like, "Come talk to me."
0: I'm your Weezer <laughs> consultant. Let us discuss. Yes, perfect.
1: Favorite song. We'll have like a voting station. Ah, uh, see, I can already see booth. your gears turning. Yes, We've started a whole. A whole uh, somehow I'm going to turn it into a podcast. I don't perfect. know.
0: <laughs> There's your, there goes your day job. Sorry. I know. <laughs> I wish.
1: Uh, that's the that's the dream, but I don't know. We'll see. I'm I'm making a vision board and it's going on there. (laughs) So we'll see. Nice. All right. Why don't we take a break and then say goodbye to the kids and give them all of your uh, social medias and whatnot. Sounds good. Okay. We'll be right back. All right, everyone, what is next? Perfect Situations 25, where I'll be interviewing Adam and Zach on all things geezer and actually no, the grandfathers is who I will be speaking to. You'll be interviewing
0: Adam Sr. and Zach Sr. is what you meant to say.
1: Yes. Yes. And uh, we'll talk about the band. We'll talk about Weezer, lots of things. Where can everybody find you and Geezer on social media? Uh,
0: the website's the best place to go, which is Get Off of My Lawn. Don't forget the word of ofmylawn.com. It's grammatically correct, and Get Off My Lawn was unavailable, so there you go. And that <laughs> uh, and that has links to all of our uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can. It's usually under Get Off of My Lawn. You type in Geezer, and it comes up with 8 million other things, but uh, it's Instagram and Facebook Slash get off of my lawn. Twitter's hash pipe tag, which I can't believe was available, but we don't really do a whole lot there. I do have a music page where I just talk about random stuff. That's you're doing great. Y E R D O I N. Great. You're doing great.
1: Oh, okay. I would not have spelled it that way. Yeah. So thank you. I'm going to check that out.
0: I did want to say, uh, I should say hello to my friends, uh, Jamie Callahan, Jamie Rodriguez, Jamie D. Hart, Jamie Kasavikis, Jamie Lynn, who just got engaged, Jamie Lip, J- Jamie or Jaime Gerardo, Gerardo, I'm pronouncing it badly, uh, Jamie Robinson, and my cousin, Jaime Gerugim. That's a lot of Jamie's to have in my life, but I thought I'd give them all a
1: hello. Oh, shout out to all the Jamie's.
0: All of them. You know uh, any? I'll
1: give a shout out to my friend, Jamie Gruders. Perfect. What up, Jamie, she has a podcast called Oh, You're That Mom so go check that <laughs> that's out that's great yeah they interviewed different kinds of moms that's and great and so yeah I like it Fun. I've listened to it too so far you can find We Are Weezer on Instagram Facebook and Twitter at We Are Weezer check us out on our website weareweezer.com listen subscribe write and review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or my personal favorite Spotify thank you so much Brian for the sound And everyone, Happy New Year, because I don't think we've had a show since then. So Merry Holidays and Happy New Year. And thank you for listening. And Adam, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. And I look forward to seeing you guys next week. All right. You'll be there, too. I'll be around. As the the manager. Yes. Make sure you tune in in two weeks for our next show. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Adios.
0: We are Weezer, we are Weezer, and I love you.